0: Book talk the book review and the thriller is a very dark work by a first time author called Ali Land A L I Land and Ali Land spent um, a long time as a mental health nurse. She graduated from university with a degree in mental health, uh, spent a decade working as a child and adolescent mental health nurse in hospitals and schools in the UK and Australia. So she really knows the subject matter about which she writes. And unlike a lot of people who come with a particular field of expertise into a first time novel, they put too much of their expertise and not enough narrative. She's in no way guilty of that. And the central character is Annie. She's absolutely fascinating. Her mother is a serial killer. And her mother has been abusing Annie is just just short of 16 And Annie's mother has been abusing her Sexually, physically, emotionally For years And making her complicit in the murder of young children that she solicits away from desperate mothers. Don't worry, I'll look after them, I'll get them into a good home. Uh, She is a nurse. Um, um, Annie's mother is a nurse. And eventually, Annie, just before her 16th birthday, there is a boy that is brought into the home that she knows. It is the first child that is brought into the home to be killed, to be abused and then killed that she knows. So she goes to the police and says, my mother is a serial killer. And she is then put in a temporary foster home, with a psychologist who has a a troubled wife and a 15-year-old daughter who's a real bitch, a beauty bitch from a private school who hates the fact that her dad brings these strays home. And she and her friends at school start to torment Annie. And Annie's doubly tormented by this and by the knowledge that her mother's trial is coming up and she's going to have to testify at her mother's trial, which is going to be a trial for her. But... She has obviously learned things from her serial killer mother. So she is not prepared to accept lying down the humilities, humiliations and little tortures that her foster sister and her friends are visiting on her in this private school. And you begin to wonder just how much of Annie's mother's mentality and desires to do bad things might have permeated into Annie. It's dark. It's macabre. So it's not something for somebody who likes happy endings and and brightness on most pages. But it is very well told. It is a gripping story. It is called Good Me, Bad Me by Ali Land. Paul Auster has written another book. It is his first novel in seven years, and it is 866 pages long. It is a big book. It is called 4321, and Paul Auster's best known as um, a modernist writer, somebody who's, who's interested in the technique of writing, who's, who's not interested in telling an old-fashioned story. And in this book, 4321, that's what he does. And he sort of alerts you to the fact that he's going to do this because he, he pays tribute to David Copperfield and he also um, rebukes Holden Caulfield, the, the central character in J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye, for bad-mouthing Dickens in that first sentence in The Catcher in the Rye. So he's telling us, the listener, that he's going to do something Dickensian in this book, and the length is more than Dickensian. And its um, he has said in an interview that the premise of this is simple. Robert Frost's poem, The Road Not Taken, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I... I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference. So he introduces us to um, Archibald Isaac Ferguson, and we begin to realise that there are four Archibald Isaac Fergusons, and he tells all four stories. Remember that movie, Sliding Doors? So he has this boy, and in one section. He does things, he meets people, he marries, he follows a different career. In another section, he does something different in the third and in the fourth. They t- four parallel lives all belonging to Archibald Isaac Ferguson. It is a conceit that he pulls off with enormous skill. And the historical detail that is put into it, the Cold War, the execution of the Rosenbergs, JFK, Martin Luther King, the Vietnam draft, the My the My Lai massacre, the Kent State shootings, The sentences which tell that historical reality through this narrative device is quite extraordinary. It's it's too long. I mean, there's no way a book – I don't think there's any book that's nearly 900 pages about which I wouldn't say it's too long. This one is too long. It could lose comfortably 200 pages. But it is – it's just a a really good piece of of narrative genius. Paul Austers 4321 – and then Dr. James Barry is a character who's very, very well-known. I mean, a real person. A Woman Ahead of Her Time is the name of the latest biography of her. Written by Michael Dupreer, who's um, a South African doctor. He um, went on to become a fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons. He retired in 2001, spent a decade researching the life of Dr. James Barry. And he, he hooked up with a novelist and biographer called Jeremy Dronfield, and they wrote this, and I, it's definitive. I cannot imagine that there is anything more that can be uncovered about the life of Dr. James Barry. Um, she was, he was, a woman, the charwoman who washed the body, discovered that he was a perfect female, and surmised from stretch marks on the abdomen that she had once given birth. And and this has been known for a very long time, and there's been plenty of theorising about how this all came about and who she was and so on. And uh, um, there was in 1958 a biography which suggested that she might have been the daughter of an Irish shopkeeper. And that is what Michael Dupree's research makes absolutely crystal clear. There is no doubt, there is irrefutable proof that Dr. James Barry was born Margaret Bulkey in Cork in about 1790 and there has been some very good detective work which allows the book to flesh out her early life and say this This is the point at which her dramatic transformation started and then follow Barry's extraordinary career across the globe. She spent a lot of time here in the Cape, and it is often speculated that uh, she, he had an affair with Lord Charles Somerset, and the authors of this biography suggest that um, the two did have an affair and that Somerset knew that James Barry was a woman. Barry would later describe Somerset as my more than father, my almost friend. And they make the point that perhaps because uh, of his very small size – he decided to be considerably more aggressive than he might otherwise have been, and he rebuked Florence Nightingale. How dare you rebuke Florence Nightingale? And he was foul mouthed and he was happy to fight a duel at the drop of a hat, attempting to be more manly than other men despite being a woman. It, again, occasionally it's, it gets a little flowery. You know, they have James Barry on the front of a ship confronting the vista of the ocean. That's not necessary. Sort of novelistic techniques into the biography because the the. The research and the telling of the story is more than sufficient without those. But that's a very, very minor negative about a very readable and, as I say, almost certainly definitive biography of Dr. James Barry. It's called A Woman Ahead of Her Time by Michael Duprea and Jeremy Dronfield.